So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee, this is Parareality Radio. Hello, everybody. My name's Sandman, and I'm going to be your host for the next hour this evening. Uh, thank you for tuning in. It's uh, Monday, June 3rd, 2013. It's the first Monday of the month, and that means, of course, that it's time for another episode of Parareality Radio. A little bit of a microphone glitch there to start off with. Sorry about that. I have to actually turn the microphone on before I can talk and you can hear me. I've think I would figure that out after all the many years I've been doing this, but sometimes you still kind of forget a couple of things. <laughs> anyway, tonight I'm going to be talking with my special guest. I've had him on the show before. He and his wife, uh, Gina Oldham, my, my guest is uh, Brett Oldham. He and his wife, Gina, together form Halo Paranormal. And tonight I'm just going to be talking to, to Brett by himself about his new book called Children of the Greys, which chronicles his experiences as an abductee of the Grey aliens. Brett Oldham has been researching the paranormal since he was a teenager. And like I said, together he and his wife formed the group Halo Paranormal. They're based out of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Their research encompasses a wide spectrum of the paranormal, including ghosts, UFOs, and cryptozoology, just to name a couple of things. They've been featured on numerous radio shows, magazines, and newspaper articles, internet, local and national TV media here in the U.S. and abroad in places such as New England and Europe. And uh, they've also had uh, some interviews on the Bio Channel, the Biography Channel, uh, Discovery, CBC Canada, and TV7 in Bulgaria, of all places, which is uh, highly unusual. and get a lot of people who've been on TV in Bulgaria. I think, uh, Brett, you and Gina are going to be the uh, hold the record here on Fair Reality Radio for the only people who've ever been interviewed in Bulgaria. <laughs> but as I was saying, Brett is the author of his new book entitled Children 
of the Grays. This is his personal account of his lifelong alien abduction experiences. And he's also uh, an author of the book Ghost Stories of Las Vegas. Brett and his wife, Gina, contributed two articles to the book Real Ghosts, Restless Spirits, and Haunted Places by renowned author Brad Steiger. And uh, Brett also wrote a chapter on spirit communications for the book Mystery Us Universe Origins and Destiny, which I also helped to contribute a chapter in that. Um, so pick that up on Amazon.com if you're uh, looking to for a, a interesting good read there, along with Brett's other um, books and various articles. Uh, he's also written articles for Bigfoot newsletters and has interviewed such uh, UFO luminaries as Travis Walton and. John Lear. So, Brett, you have uh, a just a, a a long list of credentials and and um, uh, experiences, and just you you you've seen a lot, done a lot, and talked to a lot of people. So, um, it, you were a very interesting interview the last time we had you on the show, and I can't wait for us to to get into this and start talking about your latest upcoming work. So, Brett, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brett. Well, I just wanted to uh, thank you, Sean, for having me on again. And, um, yeah, we uh, we keep quite busy. And uh, before we get too far along, I do want to do a quick congratulations to you for uh, your recent awards. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, for those, well deserved. Thank you. Thank you very much. For for, uh, for those of you who, who don't know this, uh, I've been screaming it at the top of my lungs for a couple of months now. I <laughs> Because I am very proud of this award. I won the... Uh, there's a, an, an award show called the Paranormal Awards, and I won the 2013 uh, Paranormal Award for Best uh, Radio Show. So, so thank you, Brett, for, for recognizing that and for, for, for mentioning it here on the show. I, I am very proud of that. I um, worked long and hard to get that award, so appreciate it. Thank you. You did good work, and I'm glad you got recognized. Thank you. I appreciate it, Brett. Well, listen, before we start off with the interview, let me tell everybody out there, in case there are some people who are actually listening to the show live right now, how they can get in touch with us here because there's there's a few different ways because this is after all internet radio so we got a whole bunch of different mediums here that you can use to get in contact with us if you want to ask myself or my guest mr brett oldham a question we will be taking your phone calls this evening we'll be taking your questions via email facebook and over the yahoo instant messenger service so let me begin by telling you all the ways you're going to be able to get in touch with us tonight, as if there weren't enough of them. First of all, I just mentioned Yahoo Messenger. If you've got Yahoo Messenger, you can get in contact with us by typing in my screen name, which is GrayDragon98, and it's spelled G-R-E-Y-D-R-A-G-O-N with the number 98 tacked on to the back of that. There's no hyphens, underscores, spaces, dashes, colons, anything like that. It's just one word, one GrayDragon98. If you're not already on my contact list, Please, please let me know that you listen to the show whenever you send me a friend request or a message. Otherwise, I'll probably just decline your invitation because there's so much spam going on on instant messenger services these days. Uh, I, um, you wouldn't believe how many uh, people I get that uh, send me a message who want me to go to their website to watch them take off their clothes and pay them $10 or whatever. I'm not going to do it. So please... Uh, let me know that you listen to the show if you're not already on my friend list. Also, you can send us an email if you don't want to use Yahoo or maybe you don't have Yahoo. Send us an email. I will be checking my email several times during the show. The email address is sandman at 
parareality.com, and that's P-A-R-A-R-E-A-L-I-T-Y, parareality.com, sandman at parareality.com. Uh, <clears throat> you can also um, call the show. I've got the studio line up and running tonight. The number you can call if you want to talk to Brett or myself live on the air is area code 615, then dial 692-1170. Once again, that number to call is 615-692-1170. That'll get you in touch with me and my guest, Mr. Brett Oldham. Um, you can also contact me on Facebook by going to sandman.parareality on Facebook and uh, leave a message or a question for myself or my guest there on Facebook. So those are all the different ways that you can get in contact with us here on the show this evening. Once again, to go over real quickly, and I'll be doing it again a couple of extra times during the show, Instant Messenger on Yahoo is GreyDragon98. Email us at sandman at parareality.com. You can look us up on Facebook by going to sandman.parareality on Facebook, or you can call the studio line at 615-692-1170. Wow, well, those are all the different ways you're going to be able to get in touch with us tonight. Oh, that, that took up too much time, didn't it, Brett? <laughs> We're going to uh, take a quick break and let you listen to a little bit of music while Brett and I get everything settled and get ready to take your questions and do our interview here. And, you know, I always try to pick out a song that I think is appropriate for the show, the theme of the show that I'm doing. And I thought long and hard about it. I thought, you know what? I need to get something special for Brett because, Brett, you are a guitar player. Am I not correct on that? That's true. All right. You ever heard of Joe Satriani? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I'm about to play if you're familiar with Joe Satriani. Everybody, if you're listening, pleasure. While Brett and I get ready to do this interview, I'm going to let you all listen to Surfing with the Alien in honor of Mr. Brett Olam. We're going to take this break, and we'll be back in just a few minutes.
This is Parareality Radio, your information source for all things paranormal. Join your host Sandman and his roster of special guests, experts, and experiencers as they explore the realms of the known and the unknown. New shows broadcast the first Monday of every month at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Listen online at parareality.com. Turn on, tune in, and find out. Right, I'm back with my very special guest this evening, Mr. Brett Oldham. And we're going to be discussing his new book that he's just published within the last few weeks called Children of the Grace, which chronicles his experiences since the age of five of, uh, well, alien abductions. Uh, Brett, welcome back to Parareality Radio. It's a pleasure to have you back here on the show. Thank you, Sam. It's a pleasure to be here. I have really um, been looking forward to this interview for the last uh, week or so. I I just... Um, well, within the last within within the last week, actually, I, I, I just finished reading your book, Children of the Greys. And uh, uh, before we begin the interview, I want to say a couple of things. Number one, uh, I congratulate you on having the cojones to make something like this public because I know you can encounter a lot of ridicule and criticism. And number two, um, it was a it was the book was a very easy read. It was, um, and, and don't take offense when I say this, because I, I, I really don't mean any offense to, by this, but I can tell that you're not a professional um, author, that, that, you know, you're, 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 the way you were telling the story wasn't more like, uh, well, it wasn't like you were writing a story of fiction. It was, it was more like you're telling us your story, and that's how you wrote it, and that's how it came across. So it, it was a very easy read it was a very interesting read and uh it was it was very eye-opening as far as uh the experiences that that one can have when they're dealing with these alien abduction things so congratulations brett well thank you i'm glad you uh i'm glad you liked it um and and i understand what you're talking about a lot of people have commented on that that it, uh, it kind of felt like uh that they commented that it felt like that they were actually there experiencing um, the abductions with me. That was, uh, you know, <coughs> detailed enough that they felt like they just were drawn into it themselves and um, experiencing the same thing that I was and, and and going through it as well. And then and also they they seem to appreciate that it. it they, I've had several people say that it kind of felt like I was just sitting down. Um, you know, on the couch classrooms and telling my story. Yeah. And that's really the way I, I wanted it to be. Um, and just, uh, I was just trying to be as sincere and, and direct and, um, and honest about it as I possibly could. I put everything in there, uh, even the stuff that um, is a little embarrassing. And it, 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 took, it took me a couple of years to write the book. Um, you know, I, it was a traumatic thing to have to, once you start kind of writing these things and, and reliving them again, uh, it, it got a little difficult to deal with, and it would start affecting me emotionally, and I would stop. And and, um, and in fact, it took me over 20 years to, to get the courage to even come out with it. But my wife, Gina, really encouraged me to do it, uh, and, and my friend Sandy Nichols, uh, who was an abductee himself, and I got a lot of first-hand accounts from him 
what to expect uh, from from the public. And, yeah. But it got to the point with me that I knew that I, I had to, with all these experiences and as much as I was able to remember, that I had to bring awareness of this to the public. And most importantly, I wanted to help other people in my position that are experiencing these kind of traumatic events in their life and not having anywhere to turn, no one to talk to about it, fear that no one's going to believe you or, or make, they're going to make fun of you and that kind of thing. And all, you know, the whole yeah. ridicule, embarrassment of, uh, of, of the whole preconceived idea that the public has that this is just all um, crazy people that, that this is happening to. With, and I, I, want, I wanted to let them know that there are people that will believe them um, and they don't have to suffer in silence as I did for years and years and years. And so I figured that if I came forward with my story, it would give others uh, the, the courage to, um, to do the same and not necessarily write a book about it, but uh, seek out help, talk to the people. And I've had tremendous support, uh, friends, family, uh, even people that I, I thought may would just like not uh, be as supportive as yeah. I expected. You know, I just think there would just be too much for them. Yeah, um, that hasn't been the case. Um, you know, I, I've just been uh, um, really a positive experience for me, and quite frankly, I felt so much better by by getting it out and, and not hiding this anymore. Uh, it's helped me right. a lot as well. Well, you. You answered one of the questions I was going to ask you was, why did you write this? And I know it had to have been, as you said, a very, very difficult process. And the decision obviously wasn't one that you made overnight. But ultimately, Brett, what was the like the thing that pushed you over the edge to go ahead and say, yeah, I need to go ahead and do this? You know, it just kept getting a stronger and stronger feeling about it. And... I would talk to my wife, Gina, about it, and she just kept encouraging me um, to do it. And it just got to the point where I'm not getting any younger. Uh, I just thought the time was, was right. You know, you get that, you get certain times in your life where you, you just have a strong gut feeling that you need to do something. Mm -hmm. And and it, it was just, that was the time. It just felt like the time was right. I, 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 uh, I had to get it out. And I wanted people to, to know about it, and I wanted to try to help others. And, and I just felt like the public um, would be more accepting of it now. And yeah. I was prepared for the ridicule, for whatever was going to come my way. Mm -hmm. I was just ready for it, and, and I just felt that it was the time to do it. Well, speaking of your lovely wife, Gina. Uh, hello, Gina, in case you're listening out there, by the way. Um, I know her. And uh, she's a very down-to-earth person and very level-headed, very intelligent. Um, what was her reaction, Brett, when you first approached her and said, uh, hey, I got something I want to tell you? You know, you know what, what? Well, it, didn't really go, it didn't really go down like that. Okay. Um, the first couple of years that we were married, she didn't even she didn't know this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a secret I was holding really, really close. Uh, and uh, I had mentioned a couple things to my mom um, when these revelations first started coming back in the mid-80s. And it was, it was really after a, a series of anxiety 
and then you know just kind of the floodgate after that. Mm-hmm. And then the only other person was uh, the father, uh, well-known father named John Lear. I, I wrote about the book, and I felt pretty comfortable with him, uh, yeah. and, and mentioned a couple of events <laughs> to him, and and he was you know pretty supportive, and and that was about it. So Gina, uh, she didn't know, but I have had. Um, really like reoccurring nightmares and she, I would have these two or three times a month and she would wake me up from them. I, I just, I have to say, well, I had a bad dream. I, I still wouldn't tell her, but after a while, I mean, she, uh, she started, she has been, uh, educated enough in the, in the world of paranormal and UFO stuff that, uh, that she's been doing it for a long time as well. And mm-hmm. she started kind of connecting the dots and, uh, I've, I've got, some unexplainable scars, um, large scars across my spine in several different spots, and also a couple large puncture marks on my uh, rib cage on the side. And she saw those, and she would ask about them, and I would just try to change the subject. And she finally just connected the dots, and, and just she was at, she was the one that brought it up, not me. And, mm-hmm. and um, so when she did, I just I just told her, and we just kind of had a very long conversation one night about it. Wow. She was, she knew that something was up, um, mm-hmm. so she was she already had had her suspicions about what that, that is what it was. So it, it made it a little bit easier in that regard. Well, I can imagine it was still a, a difficult conversation since you had held it so close to you for so many years, even though you guys were married. Uh, I can still imagine how letting something well, like that go. It's more of a thing like. Thank you. 
very surprised at the the help and support that's out there for you. That's great. I'm glad that she's has always been as supportive as what she has because uh, you really need that kind of support when you've been through something like that. So uh, yeah, that's, you do. that's great. about the first experience that you remember having and how old you were? I didn't really even watch, watch TV. I just wasn't exposed to anything that would prepare 
months or for long winter months down there. And it was uh, at that time of year, and just something woke me up, and I heard a voice coaxing me to uh, to come to it. Um, kept saying, "Come, come to the window." You know, it was it was coaxing me to come. Uh, I seen a bright light coming through the window, and I got up, and I I don't remember being having any fear. I was just curious, like a little boy naturally would do, and um, I wanted to. Who was talking to me? I wanted to uh, see where the light was coming from, and I I went to the light was on the side window stronger, but I went to the front window. It seemed like that's where they wanted me to. The voice wanted me to go, and we had these uh, real thin uh, white curtains. Yeah, with no blinds or anything. Uh, and it's just you know out in the country, that's just the way you do it. And, and uh, I walked up to the window and uh, took my right hand and. Pulled the uh, pulled the curtain back, and when I did, uh, I saw uh, literally a foot foot and a half in front of me was face to face with uh, the gray, you know, the typical gray alien, and it's and, uh, just that close, and just right in front of my face, and uh, you know, it was just ter- it was just beyond terror, beyond description, and there was two other ones actually standing in the yard by the front in the front yard by by one of our trees out there. And about maybe 15 feet away, and then I instantly like blacked out, and that's the first time that they took me. But that image of of seeing that one at that age, at five years old, and there wasn't even anything my mind could go to to even to even rationalize what it was I was what I was seeing. It was just beyond anything I could even you know compare it to. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I was hysterical when they when they got me on board the craft. Um, they they tried to calm me down, and they, they ended up taking me to uh, a tall grave, who is clearly the leader uh, of all. There's there's two different kinds of graves: the typical small ones that we see every day on the media, you know, covered it extensively. But and but there's the tall ones that are clearly in charge, and they're dressed differently, and they look similar, but they're just taller. And, uh, he pretty much tried to befriend me at that age and, yeah. and act like he was, he, he was like the fatherly figure, so to speak. And uh, they were able to, to calm me down, um, probably just through the mental control. And that was like the beginning of it. And I had one more that I remembered at, at the farmhouse. And then I was remembering the first, first couple. Uh, I was telling my mom about my life. Of course, they were telling me that they were my friends right. and that they weren't going to hurt me and, and, you know, they were just coming to visit and all, just all those things to, to, uh, uh, to calm me down and, and to gain your trust at that young age. And uh, so my mom was just amused by it all, but little, little kids having imaginary friends. And then I happened to, uh, one night, my mom had told us about the Wizard of Oz was coming on and, and she wanted us to see it. So we all gathered around our little black and white TV and we were watching the Wizard of Oz. And when it came to the point uh, in the movie of the, uh, the flying monkeys, uh, I just, uh, I went berserk. Uh, I seen these, these, uh, you know, these small little creatures that, that flew and they were, they were uplifting basically. Yeah. Uh, and, I just went into hysterics over it. And it was soon after that that they blocked my memories. Um, I, I only can 
mm-hmm. or some kind of an implant and must have known the reaction. Uh, but I didn't, I had no more memories all the way until I was in my 20s. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, I'm going to stop right here, Brett, and give everybody the uh, contact information in case there's some people out there who may want to contact us during the show tonight. Once again, uh, this is my special guest, Brett Oldham. We're talking about his new book, Children of the Graves, which chronicles his experiences as an alien abductee. Um, If you want to talk to Brett, if you want to get in touch with him, there are a few different ways that you can do it. First of all, you can uh, use the instant messenger service, Yahoo Chat. I'm on Yahoo Chat. You can get get in touch with me here on the show by typing in GrayDragon98 on your Yahoo Messenger. Just let me know that you're listening to the show and have a question for Brett if you want to talk to him via Yahoo Instant Messenger. Or you can send me an email, sandman at parareality.com, if you want to email Brett a question, and I'll ask him your question on the show. That Once again, that email address is sandman at parareality.com. Dot com, or if you are on Facebook and you want to send him a question via Facebook, you can look it up the show on Facebook at Sandman.Parareality on Facebook. And uh, I've had a, a, a somebody, uh, Tony Pratt, who is uh, a friend of the show, he posted on Facebook that uh, sometimes the, the audio has been been cutting out. It's not our audio here on the show, but more the the stream. So I posted on Facebook a link that directly links to the actual radio program itself, specifically this Brett Oldham interview that I'm doing. So if you're having trouble listening to to the uh, audio, try going to my Facebook page and looking at the uh, the post that I posted in there. Not only have I posted it on Tony's, uh, uh, well, not only have I replied to Tony's post, but I've also done another post on my my page. So if uh, there happens to be some little uh, glitch in the show, you can always listen to it uh, by clicking on that link. It takes you directly to the, the audio stream. And also, if you want to call the show and talk to Brett, talk to myself, or ask a question, you can call us by going by uh, dialing 615-692-1170. That's the direct studio line, which will get you me, Sandman, here on Pair Reality Radio. You can talk to Brett Oldham. That number, once again, is area code 615, then dial 692-1170. So all the, all the different ways that you can get in touch with us, that's them. So uh, back to talking to Brett. He's just been telling us about his first experience when he was a young child and uh brett this this is something that really has continued all of your life one thing that uh i wanted to ask is have you noticed any kind of of pattern you know do have you noticed that they you know they come like every six months once a year is it after certain events in your life or or is it just pretty random that you can tell um no, it's pretty random. It goes. It, it really. Uh, there's no. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Um, they just seem to. It does seem to go in spurts. Sometimes uh, the most was like pretty much like you know twenties and thirties. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it has slowed down somewhat in the last few years, but there's there's really no no. Uh, 
certain uh, sequence to it as far as, you know, every every six months or every three months or anything like that. It could, it could be like uh, twice or a month or, um, and it doesn't, it's not a thing that happens like every night or anything like that, right. even when it goes in spurts, but, um, but it, it does seem to kind of go in spurts. Uh, it did mostly uh, when I was in my twenties uh, and thirties, but uh, <clears throat> now, as far as the, the stuff that I consciously remember, uh, which has also got a lot easier um, over the years, but I've spent a, a lot of time uh, doing meditation and uh, different learning different mental techniques and self-hypnosis and things like mm -hmm. that to strengthen my mind. Um, and I think that's helped tremendously as well in, in, uh, in remembering these things. But, but there's, no, there's no set pattern on it. Okay. All right. And I have my first question for you from the listener tonight. Chris, via the Instant Messenger Services, wants to know, um, she has not read your book. Uh, she wants to make that perfectly clear. But uh, she says that uh, in her experience as far as what she has seen on television and read in books and articles, that the uh, abductees are, are mainly uh, having... Uh, sexual uh, experiments done on them and she wants to know if that is actually the case with you or were they doing something totally different no that's a, uh, she's correct there's a that, that is one of the main things uh, that they do but it's not the exclusive thing that they do and I have uh, been subjected to that um, you know I, I go I go into one just uh, that's probably not appropriate to even talk about uh, <laughs> over the air. Uh, in, in the book, you probably remember it, but, but yeah. there's, uh, you know, they're, they're, they frequently take sperm. You know, I describe that in pretty pretty great detail how that's done. Mm -hmm. um, they they try to uh, have you interact with hybrids in that way, female hybrids. Um, so there's a. Uh, there's several things that go along with that, but they are absolutely 100% interested in the human sexuality, uh, especially it goes hand in hand with uh, the emotional aspect of things that the, they seem to be extremely interested in as well. But uh, they'll, they'll, they're, not, they're not trying to just understand how we reproduce. Obviously, it wouldn't take them too long to do that, but they're, they're trying to understand the emotional aspects behind the sexual act itself and and also like monitoring us uh, if we're with a hybrid or with other humans um, you know that type of thing like that but it's not the sole thing that they do but it is a major part um, when you say um, they have you try to interact with female hybrids I, I know what you're you're talking about they want you to have sexual relations with with the female hybrids but in, in your opinion, is that um, an attempt for them to uh, just, I don't know, watch how compatible you are or see how the, the quote-unquote, the mating process goes? Or do you think that this is like some sort of way for them to try to, you know, uh, reproduce, so to speak? I think it's both. Um, I do think that they're... Uh, I've, I've actually taken a couple reports from uh, women that felt they had been, you know, in words, raped, and that's exactly what it is, uh, by male hybrids. And 
think it's gotten to the point now in the evolution of this where they are they are doing that. Not only are they monitoring us during it, they're monitoring the hybrid because see these hybrids are gonna have the emotional aspect that they're completely devoid of emotion. I mean completely. Everything they yeah. do is just pretty much logic based. Um, whether or not they had it sometime during the course of their evolution, it's hard to say, but they seem to be wanting it back, and of course, uh, that's a, a, a human aspect that these hybrids are, are going to have, and that's, they're, so they're monitoring both sides, the mm-hmm. hybrid and the human uh, emotional aspect of the sexual act, and very well could be impregnating these hybrids. What do you... Getting it all at one time. What what do you what what's your your personal opinion on the reason that they're wanting to do all this not just sexual experimentation but experimentation as as a whole what what's their what do you think the reason for it is well because they're creating uh, a race of hybrids um, and that's where I got you know the old children of the great because the little girl that's on the cover of the book. Um, it is a child that was presented to me, and I, my brother Jeffrey Oldham, uh, he's an award-winning artist out in Las Vegas, and I got him to uh, do the cover of the book, and he did a, just a fabulous job. I mean, it, it, I wanted people to see how close that they're getting now, um, and, and the little girl that, that we came up with um, is very, very close proximization of what I saw and, was, and, and interacted with and was presented to as and told that it was my uh, child. Uh, whether it was or not, who knows, you know, but um, I, I did feel a certain bond with them. So they're creating, they're absolutely creating a hybrid race. I mean, I was taken into a row full of uh, these vials of fluid, full of fluid that, that was uh, lined up of hybrid fetuses. Um, so I think there, there has to be, the reason, the only reason that I can come up with is that something is wrong with their species. I mean, they are atrophy, their bodies are very frail. Uh, the only thing they seem to have going for them is their mental capabilities. Whereas humans are strong physical specimens. And I'm, I'm sure that their, their consensus is if they, if they can combine our physical attributes with their mental attributes, then they're going to have quite, quite a species. So. Uh, and, and in order to do that, they have to understand us in, in all aspects. Right. Because uh, basically, they're understanding themselves at that point. Right. And and you can uh, you can see a picture of the uh, cover of the book Children of the Grace just by uh, go to parareality.com, www.parareality.com, and there at the bottom of the page, I have a a picture of the book cover that you can look at, and it's uh, it's kind of freaky looking. Um, it's not quite uh, human-looking, but not quite alien-looking. Uh, I would say it's more human-looking than alien, to be honest with you. Um, and it, didn't you say that that uh, that picture on the cover pretty much is what the the girl that was your daughter looked like? Yeah, it's very close. Her hair was a little bit wider than that, but um, <clears throat> the background that I that I had in there uh, was depicting. The background that she came from uh, when they when they took me to um, I was escorted to a, a large dark room. A dark a, most of the time, it, every, everything on the craft is very brightly lit. And this time mm-hmm. it wasn't. The room was a lot larger. Uh, there was a ramp at a, about seventy five feet long. A, a lot of the crafts 
they have uh, they have more ramps and they do stairs and mm-hmm. and uh, at the end of this ramp was this lit area um, and that was the light kind of coming up behind her so I couldn't get her hair it was a little bit wider than that but but her eyes were like sort of a bluish gray and and that's exactly the feeling that people get when they're looking at it as you described that it's it's disturbing but at the same time it's it's not, you know, some people said she looks beautiful and, and, and it's kind of, that's kind of the way I was when I was presented to her. Um, I, at first I rejected when, when there was a female, a grown female hybrid that had brought her up to me and had told me this and, and insisted that, that I, uh, speak to her and, and hold her and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And at first I rejected it and then I, I just, the way she was looking at me with, with her eyes, it was just a certain softness, and um, it just sort of drew me in. And uh, unlike the grays themselves, I mean, with their with their black eyes, I mean, to me, uh, to this day, I don't want to look in their eyes. Uh, it's just it's just something that just disturbs me. It, it just brings that intense emotion from me. I, mm-hmm. I do my best to to not directly look at them. Um, and but 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 she's like uh, she's like that. I mean, there's enough human attributes that she had. That um, her, her skin wasn't wasn't quite like us, but it was close yeah. enough. You know, her hair was very thin, but there was just something. Uh, she didn't she didn't communicate with me, but there was something the way she, except for the way she looked at me with her eyes, and mm-hmm. uh, she just had sort of a, a kindness about it, and uh, much different than the vibe that I get from from the actual grays themselves, and. I really bonded with her um, very quickly, and once I did, and they they noticed that. I think they got what they wanted, and they, they took her away. I've always wanted to uh, wanted to know what happened to her and what she was doing now, what she looked like, and, and everything. You know, what her name. I mean, I I had always hoped that somewhere I've been taken many times since then, and I've never seen her again. Do you do you feel some sort of sense of of loss, like something's been? Yeah, you know, yeah. I bet I bet you I bet yeah. you do. It's it's kind of like uh, you know uh, hearing from an an old girlfriend or something. You know, that says, "Hey, uh, I never told you this, but after we broke up, I had your baby or something like that." I guess you know. Uh, yeah, and it, it is a it's too long for. for with our time left to, to go into now, but um, you know we did a, a a show on Destination America Channel, one of the Discovery Channels, uh, about my case recently. It's called mm-hmm. American, I mean Monsters and Mysteries in America, and they they actually featured uh, a couple of the events, and, and one of the events that they featured was um, an incident with me and an ex girlfriend mm-hmm. that happened in Las Vegas, and she was she was also taken uh, remembers to, to this day. Uh, even though I hadn't, I hadn't spoke to her in at least 15 years, and I was able to find her, and after she remembered that she wanted to be on the show, and she said, she, she actually she went the first, and then she, about three weeks later, said she would do it. She just wanted to kind of get it off her chest also. And, yeah. But um, she was pregnant at the time that they, that they took her, uh, about four months pregnant, and, and uh, you know, like I said, I, you know, I, the book goes into a lot more detail mm-hmm. about it, but basically, you know, they took the fetus, and forced me to watch it um, and they, they, they did feature that on the show and, and it was about uh, 
three years or so after that, something like three or four years, that they were presenting me with this child. And she looked to be, uh, in her years anyway, about, uh, I mean, as far as we were compared to an earth child, about that age. So, so who knows? You know, I mean, maybe yeah. it was a result of, of that uh, fetus that was taken that night. Yeah. Um, or it, it, it could have been uh, several other things as well. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they have taken sperm from me like numerous times. Uh, so that, that kind of but that that kind of uh, you you answered a question there without having to be asked. I, I have a, a email question from uh, James who wanted to know if the child was um, the result of interbreeding with the the hybrids, or if it was the one that had been um, taken from your girlfriend at the time. I think you just kind of answered that. Right. Yeah. And, you know, there's really no way to know. Uh, it could be it could be either. Um, they could have taken, and, they, and I do believe that the fetuses that they're taking, that they're, they're manipulating them, um, because they, uh, most of them are taken right around the uh, three and a half, four month time you know, period of gestation. So it seems to be the primary time that they're doing something with these fetuses. Uh, but there's definite DNA manipulation going on. I mean, they're advanced. The thing is, like, you know, their whole thing, even with the, the dimensional aspect of it, of these portals that they're open enough to come and get us, uh, a lot of people, it sounds science fiction, but just because we don't understand it, I mean, you're talking about civilizations that are hundreds of thousands, if not even a million years, two million years more advanced than us. So, yeah. and look how quickly we're advancing just in the last 75 years. So, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, every day they're making new discoveries. I re just recently, they, they had, had talked about uh, the discovery of, of uh, wormholes, you know, portals mm -hmm. that uh, open and close around uh, our atmosphere. Yep. And they're trying to further advance like, what they're uh, capable of doing with that. And so, you know, there's a, there's a definite dimensional aspect to this. And, uh, and, and so they're even, we're even to the point where we can clone. So, uh, you can yeah. imagine what, what, what they're capable of doing. And you, you said, uh, we're, we're running out of time and I'm, I'm going to ask you one, one final question here before we get completely, uh, our time runs out. Um, you had, uh, you had mentioned that the, the frequency as you've gotten older has kind of dropped off. Um, do you, do you think that's, Simply because you're you're getting older and your usefulness is kind of running out. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. Um, and you know, oddly enough, I mean, I I've been like really really healthy my whole life. Uh, mostly, you know, I've got sick with the sinus infections, and most of that's probably been due to nasal implants because I I've had chronic nosebleeds that mm -hmm. doctors couldn't explain for years and years, and then they finally went away. Um, and I think they've, they've had a hand in that. Uh, there is some healing stuff that has happened to me that, uh, you know, I also talk about that aspect of it. Yeah. And there's a few positive things that came out of this. But, but, but I say it uh, <laughs> over and over that most of the time they probably kept me healthy for their own, own <laughs> agenda and, you know, for their use and not so much mine. But, uh, but it, it was something that, I, that has been at least something that I could pull positive out of the experience. Well, why do you think they chose you in the first place, Brett? Um, I, I, 
I have been researching that. Uh, I don't think I'm anything special. I'm just another person. But I do think it runs in families and it goes on for generations. Um, and I have found a, a people that have a mix of Native American, um, I'm Native American, um, English and Irish. And that, that combination seems to be one of the magic formulas that they look for. I've seen that time and time again uh, with abductees. Yeah. Um, so I think once they find a particular DNA sequence that they like, they sort of stick with it. And you think your your family kind of has that DNA sequence, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that that, that particular uh, DNA sequence seems to be I've ran across quite a few of that has some kind one combination or another of that. Now, granted, this happens all over the world, so you know. There, but I do think there's a certain certain a DNA sequence that they like. They, talk, they take a lot of people, and uh, I know there's some argument on this, but I don't think sometimes they they, they will take you a second time. I, I think if they if they find what they're looking for, uh, then then you're pretty much you're a goner for life. And there's nothing they're going to be able to do nothing about you it. can do about it. Yeah. Well, Brad, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Would you Would you mind like uh, hanging around for like another, say, 20 minutes, and let's extend this interview? Sure, sure, oh. Yeah, because we're. I think I'm. Uh, there's so many more questions I don't want to ask you, and if we don't uh, run the show over a little bit long, then I'm going to feel like that. Uh, <laughs> I've we done. Yeah, it is. It is. I and I appreciate you. Uh, Wanted to stay on for an extra 20 minutes. I think if we can stretch this out a little bit, I'll, I'll feel better about uh, being able to ask you some of these questions that I want to ask. Uh, and one of those questions would would be um, the the way that you were have been abducted, um, the way that traditionally uh, it has been told or, or portrayed in, in TV, movies, books. You know stuff of that nature is is like you know okay you're lying in bed and all of a sudden you levitate it out of the bed and you go through a wall or something and you wind up in the in the spaceship or there's a beam of light that comes down and you're you know beamed up like Star Trek or something like that is is that how it how it is or is it just something different how does how does it go uh, I'm one of those people that I've never uh, I, I've seen them. Um, you know, there's some argument out there that's like, well, people are in altered states, so how do you know what's your memory? But, uh, but in my case, um, I've, ne- I've seen it, but I'm not in any kind of altered state uh, because I've been awakened in in my bedroom and, and seen them. Uh, in fact, the, uh, the 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 thing that happened with my ex girlfriend, we were both they knocked the typewriter off uh, that she that she had uh, sitting on a small table and. And it, it made a really loud noise, and that woke us both up. And we were both wide awake in this reality, and two different people that we both had the same memory of seeing them. And that was before they took us. But uh, usually, what happens is, uh, even in that case, you, they'll black you black out. You know, that, uh, uh-huh. they're able to to touch you with. Uh, in, in my case. Um, from the ones that I remember, um, they'll touch you in your pineal gland, like your third eye area, mm-hmm. and and that's it. And it, it just lights out, and then you wake up and you're you're on the table, and there's always this like preliminary examination thing before anything else. And, but um, the one time that I always suspected that it was dimensional, the way they were doing this, and 
sleeper on my mattress. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, sometimes we get a lot of visitation. There, there is something, there is a definite, uh, this is not to branch off too far, but there is a definite connection between increased paranormal activity around the subdees. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think not only with me, uh, which has happened my whole entire life, but uh, other subdees that I've talked to, this has happened to. And, and so uh, I, I, I thought it was a ghost trying to get my attention. I've, I've been clear audience my whole life and I can, you know, hear them and, and they, I, I've just had a lot of, lot of activity with the, with the spirit world. And, um, so I was just kind of waiting. I didn't open my eyes or anything and, and then it tapped again and, um, which is really unusual for them to do this, but I opened my eyes expecting to, uh, either see an apparition or get more noises that I opened. And I couldn't see who it was doing, but you know, knowing that it was something uh, spirit world and mm-hmm. trying to get my attention for help generally is the case with that. But uh, I opened my eyes and it was it was uh, it was like morning, uh, just the sun was just coming up, so I, I got a good look. You know, there was enough light in the room, and there the grays were lined up down my side of the mattress. I was facing, laying on my side, facing that way, and uh, on the bedroom wall, I could see. The wall wasn't there anymore, and there was like, uh, what I can only describe, like a uh, water mirage looking kind of, you know, when you, at the desert, you see these these mirages, you know, kind of had that kind of uh, texture to it, but you could see through it, and around, it was oval shaped, and around that was this, uh, about a foot of this white, misty looking stuff, and, but I could see right through it, and I could see into a craft. Uh, and this is in my bedroom, and so they had opened some sort of a portal there. I'm looking into this thing, and I can see another gray standing back in the craft. And uh, then there's like, uh, the other ones were lined up along the side of the bed, and that was my first, uh, of course, I was trying to scream. I was, once again, I was my first thought was to protect Gina, and I, I was begging trying to warn her and I, I was begging them don't take her and screaming no and all this kind of thing and I couldn't get it out verbally and it happened they, I went from my bedroom to the craft in the amount of time that it, it takes to scream the word no wow I, I couldn't get it out while I was in my bedroom but as soon as I was on the craft the rest of it came out you know and I could hear myself audibly so um, it's like that quick but that was my first glimpse into a natural portal being opened and going directly. So I didn't, I, I've never been one of those uh, people that float up in a light or anything like that. Uh, and maybe that's the sensation some people get. But to me, it's, uh, it's more of an instantaneous thing, um, just going through a dimensional portal. Well, at least it's not something cheesy like what they show on <laughs> on on TV. I've always thought, you know, I just that's didn't. Kind of thing. Yeah, I just I just never I just never. I, I don't know, that. you know. I mean, uh, I, I, I if that's somebody's perception of what's happened to them, I mean, maybe it is. But uh, I know Hollywood. They always, you know, even like the whole thing when they show the grays, like they're always like nude, and that's just not the case, you know. I mean, these. <laughs> They, they wear tight-fitting uh, outfits and uh, almost uniform-type things. I don't—I've never seen any kind of insignia on anything, but mm-hmm. uh, 
Hollywood kind of uh, kind of juices things up, I think, a little yeah. uh, 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 some of the times. But but then again, um, you know, it, it it could have people could have a feeling of going through walls and things like that because when you're talking about getting going through another dimension, you know, or dimensions overlapping and stuff, and you would certainly have that kind of sensation. Um, if you hear me typing in the background, Brad, I'm not ignoring you. I'm trying to answer some Facebook uh, posts. There's some questions that are coming through on on Facebook, and uh, I just wanted to let you know I'm not ignoring you. If you hear typing in the background, <laughs> um, so let me let me ask you one of these uh, one of these Facebook questions that was actually um, wasn't posted on my wall on Facebook, was actually emailed to me, and this person wants to remain anonymous, so uh, I'm not going to reveal their name or, or anything like that. But uh, this person says that, and this is going back more to the, um, the sexual experiments thing, which we touched on a few minutes ago. Um, I, I, I always knew this was going to be a big topic, when we were scheduling this interview, um, but uh, anyway, um, this person wants to know. Uh, speaking of the the sexual um, aspects of it, uh, wants to know, and I, I I believe I know the answer to this. But this person wants to know: Do you remember any of the particulars when it comes to your interaction with the the alien hybrid and? were there was that person um uh how can i how can i say this without being vulgar was it uh were their parts like normal lady parts yeah that's that, um it is difficult to talk, <laughs> to talk about I, I do like i like i mentioned a lot of stuff i i pretty much laid it all out in the book uh okay. it's really easier to do it there um and and you know, to try to be, like you said, without without coming across as as, uh, as, as crude or vulgar. Um, for the most part, yes, uh, I will say, you know, they're they're hairless completely. Okay, and except, except for the head. Except for the head. Okay. Now, one thing I want to make perfectly clear um, is that um, if you're gonna email me a question or call and ask a question or whatever. Um, even though this is internet radio and we can say and do whatever we want, um, let's try to keep this um, clean, people, okay? Um, I, I don't want to get into a lot of, of questions about uh, describe your sexual experience with the alien. I don't want to do that. That's not what this interview is about. This is not the alien porno show, okay? <laughs> um well, I can Of uh, graphic uh, descriptions in the book, but overall, um, 
really not anything that it was like um, you know border even closely resembling anything that was was vulgar I thought you did a very good job of not only you know being honest and saying okay this is what happened but but describing it and not you know just being yeah yeah that's the word I guess I was looking for it was very it was done very tastefully um, I just you know I, I want whoever's gonna ask a question uh, to be respectful of you number one and, and number two I don't want this to slowly go down the toilet and turn into uh, let's talk about alien sex type thing because I mean it, it, that's that's part of it and I understand that and, and I think my listeners do too but um, I, I appreciate you being understanding and, and answering the, the question um, and I'm gonna take a quick break here I'm gonna pause for just a second and tell everyone once again how they can get in touch with us here in case you want to ask Brett Oldham a question if you want to ask my, my guest, Brett Oldham, a question or if you have a comment or if you want to ask something to me, you can get in touch with us by using the Yahoo Instant Messenger. My nickname, my screen name is GreyDragon98. Please let me know that you are uh, a fan of the show and listening to the Brett Oldham interview if you're not already on my contact list. You can also send me an email. My email address is sandman at parareality.com if you want to email my guest a question that's sandman at parareality.com or if you're a Facebooker just look for my Facebook page sandman.parareality and you can email me there on Facebook or you can uh, post on my wall uh, I've got several wall posts uh, tonight uh, talking about um, uh, audio problems with the show um, my audio stream here according to my DJ console we're up and we're running and we have not had any interruptions so if you're having any problems listening to the audio stream it's probably going to be I hate to say it uh, it's probably going to be your uh, your connection and I do have a couple of links posted on the Facebook page where you can click directly onto them and it'll probably solve your problem and also if you want to call the studio line this is I don't know why I have the studio line but I'm, I'm still going to Still going to keep it. I'm holding on to it, hoping maybe one day it'll get popular. Uh, if you want to, <laughs> you want to call and ask my guest a question. You can always call 615-692-1170. That gets you the studio line live right here with my guest Brett Oldham. That number once again to call is area code 615-692-1170. Talking with Mr. Brett Oldham of Halo Paranormal about his new book, Children of the Graves, which chronicles his experiences as an alien abductee. So uh, Brett, you you had uh, touched uh, uh, on a little thing that, that I thought was quite interesting where you said that uh, most of the time in, in TV and stuff when they describe the aliens or they show them they're, they're nude and you said that they're not, that they wear a, a uniform of sorts. Uh, that's, that's very interesting because I don't think that I've ever really, um, maybe just a couple of times, you know, Ever seen any anything that said about anything about them wearing uniforms? So is 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 uh, is it like a uh, like a uh, I don't know like like some sort of um, space suit or is it something more like a skin tight spandex looking thing? Yeah, it's no, it's a skin tight. Uh, the, the fabric is it seems to be like uh, I really couldn't describe it to you. It's not like spandex, but it's it, it definitely a super skin tight fitting outfit, and I can understand how people 
also that you've said in your book is um, that you think that maybe that the the grays have uh, evolved to such a state that they have lost their ability to experience emotions because a lot of the things that they were have done to you involves around putting you in certain situations and watching how you react um, can you kind of uh, expand on that a little bit about why you feel that is? I think it's the technology. I think their technology is so advanced. They've relied on it for so long. Uh, I mean, already, even even us, uh, the people are talking about how much time somebody spends in front of the computer or, um, you know, their, their phones now and, oh, yeah. and that kind of thing like that. Oh, yeah. And that we're... We're, we're sort of getting desensitized to a certain degree. Uh, you know, we're exposed to so much. And so, you know, we're, you can kind of see the very beginnings of it, even even with us. And you can imagine if, if you if you got technology to the point where you relied on it really for everything and, and probably controlled it with your thoughts. Uh, and, and once again, we're not even that far off that ourselves. Um, I, I think that the technology that, that is so advanced that they use that they've sort of just got drained of uh, over the, uh, as they've evolved or devolved, really, you know, if you want to look at de-evolution, and um, that after so many uh, millennium that they, they relied on the technology so much that, that if they ever did have that, they've lost it. And maybe they're just, it's not something that they ever did have. I mean, there's really no way to know, but... Uh, it's certainly something that they're extremely fascinated with. And they've never told you or even hinted around as to why they come for you and do what they do? No, you know, and, and, and um, you know, I have, I have a lot of people ask me, like, well, why do you ask them, why do you ask them that? And the thing is that they don't understand the circumstances um, that that you're, you know, it's not like it, it, we're, we're having fireside chats. You know, yeah. you, you have very little chance to ask anything, and they're going to answer what they want to answer. Um, the tall one has, um, you know, I'm always, there are other tall ones. Don't, don't, don't miss, uh, I don't want to misunderstand that there's like been just one tall one the whole time. That's not the case, but there's been one tall one that has interacted with me on mainly uh, most of the time when, I, when I've been around the tall ones. But I've seen, you know, three or four of them together before, but... Uh, he has taken the time on occasion to answer some of the questions. Um, the time that, I, that he, he took me and showed, 
show me the room full of the fetuses. Uh, and that was in response to, you know, why are you taking my sperm? Um, yeah. And so sometimes they will, um, but I, I don't really have a lot of chances. Most of the time, the, the small ones, they're not gonna, they're not gonna answer anything. That's a, they're just not. Yeah. Um, at least in my case. And, and a lot of times you're really, uh, especially not so much now, but there's always, there is a certain, I'm not really as in, in, in fear as I once was. But there's, you're you're still always in the back of your mind. What's going to happen to you? What are they going to do do now? Yeah. Uh, are you going to make it back? You know, your survival mode kicks in, um, and that that's first and foremost. Like you you are consciously aware of all the stuff that's happening to you, and knowing the history. Uh, once it happens numerous times, you start getting a feel for like, oh, what's next? It's yeah. just not a pleasant experience. And doesn't sound like it. So that's really the, the, the main thing you're thinking of is to survive mm-hmm. and not so much to to ask questions about the, right. them. You know, but it has to happen. I mean, um, when, one of the times that I did get a chance to ask a, a question, I asked to ask for permission to ask a question. <laughs> and the question that I asked, I, I like, and I've had people say, well, did you ask them, you know, where they're from? No. Because um, they might be, they, I don't even know if they're, you know, they might, they might be interdimensional beings. They might not even be from another planet. They might be from another planet in another dimension. You know, I mean, it, it can get really, yeah. really complex. And so, you, if they told me in our galaxy, uh, I'm not an astronomer. I probably wouldn't understand it if they did tell me. Yeah. So it's kind of irrelevant to me. But the, the thing that, that that really I wanted to know was, uh, did they have a god? Who was their god? Yeah, I remember reading that. Yeah, and uh, and so I asked that, you know. So, um, and so, but, but it's it's a rare chance when you get it when you get your questions answered. It, it's rare, and most of the time, it's it's the circumstances aren't aren't there for that. Mm-hmm. To uh, and, and a lot of times they're not going to answer you anyway. Well, we're we're running out of time, Brett, and I have one more question to ask you, and this is kind of something that I ask almost all of my guests. Um, if there is someone who happens to listen to this show, which, by the way, is going to be replaying the whole entire month of June on Parareality.com, if if there's someone that listens to this show who um, is uh, uh, an abductee themselves or maybe needs some help with something, like I said, maybe they're an abductee and maybe they need help coping or whatever, how can they get in touch with you? Well, that's one of the main reasons that I wrote this book was to bring public awareness to the reality of this phenomenon and also to help others that that have experienced this. Uh, I don't want anybody to have to suffer all the years that I did in silence that was without any kind of uh, outlet. So you can reach me uh, a couple of different ways. I've set up a Facebook page if you like. Uh, it's uh, Children of the Grays on Facebook. Uh, you know, just search it. You'll, you'll find it. So okay. just set that up. And uh, of course, I've got the Halo Paranormal page as well that Gene and I have. You can you can also find me, uh, you know, Facebook.com forward slash Halo Paranormal there. Okay. But uh, or you can just directly email me uh, at Children of the Grays at Outlook.com or Brett Oldham at Outlook.com. I'll be happy to uh, to, to listen to you. Uh, I've been getting contacted from people all over the world, literally. 
please let me know and uh, I'll do what I can to help you spread the word. I'll even get you back on the show and we can talk about it. Okay, so go to Amazon.com and look up Children of the Grays, and you can buy the paperback or the Kindle version on Amazon.com. All right, Brett, thank you very much for taking a little bit of extra time and talking with me this evening. I really have enjoyed it. I, I, I want to say that um, I have always been, uh, I've always described myself as an open-minded skeptic, and I have been convinced for many, many, many years that there has been been life that has existed out there in the universe, not just on our planet. But I will have to say that um, I've never been one who uh, has been thoroughly 100% convinced that there were people who were coming down here and uh, snatching us out of our beds at night and doing experiments or, or anything like that. And I've said that on my show many times. And, and I will have to say that after after talking with you and and I know you, you're, you're not just a guest, but you're a personal friend of mine, and I've, I've read your book. Um, I'm going to have to say that I may have to start changing my mind about, uh, about that. So uh, you've, uh, you've definitely helped op to open up my eyes, and I want to thank you for that. Well, well, thank you. I appreciate that, and that's, that's the, the goal that we're trying to achieve here. Well, Brett, thank you very much once again for appearing on uh, Parareality Radio, and um, it's been a pleasure having you here. Say hello to your lovely wife, Gina, for me, and when you get your support group up and running, please do let me know, and I'd love to have you back on to talk about it again. I will do, Sandman, and I appreciate you having me on, and uh, thanks to, to your listeners for the great questions. All right. Thank you, Brett, and we'll be talking to you soon, okay, sir? All right. All right. Good night. Good night. Everybody, that was my special guest for this evening, Mr. Brett Oldham, talking about his new book, Children of the Grays, which chronicles his experience as an alien abductee for basically his whole entire life. If you want to pick that book up, go to Amazon.com and just type in Children of the Grays or even Brett Oldham. You spell his name B-R-E-T-O-L-D-H-A-M. Wonderful, uh, wonderful guest and have some very interesting stories. As always, we uh, I've always had a good time talking to Brett. Well, everybody, that uh, pretty much does it for the show this evening. I really 
Hope that you enjoyed it. Let me know what you thought about it by sending me an email to sandman at parareality.com. Also, please remember to visit my website at www.parareality.com where you can find out all kinds of information about the show on the website. You can listen to the current and past episodes of Parareality Radio on the website. And if you click on the Extras tab, you can uh, join the official Parareality Radio Forum. It's free to join. You can shop in the Parareality Radio Store and even watch some show videos and other stuff. I, I, I've done a YouTube channel, and uh, as you know, I did have a very short-lived Internet uh, television show that... Uh, uh, wasn't my best work in the whole entire world, but uh, I've uh, <clears throat> I've got about 13 episodes that I did, and uh, I'm posting those on my YouTube channel, and you can see them on Periality.com under the Extras tab there. And uh, I have some other videos that I post up every once in a while. I, I did uh, those of you uh, who kind of follow me on Facebook and. Uh, who listen to the show on a regular basis, you know that uh, uh, back in April, I uh, I went home, uh, back home to Alabama to uh, visit my mother for a little while. And, and uh, while I was there, I, I uh, did a, an interview. I was, I was a guest on a show, an internet radio show called Southern Fried Radio. And uh, the, the uh, host of that, uh, that segment, his name is Mad Dog. He uh, sent me the interview, so I'm going to get that posted on my YouTube channel. I have that posted on the extras page there on Periality Radio, and it's about uh, I don't know hour long, I think. I can't remember exactly. Yes, about an hour long interview, so uh, you can actually listen to me being interviewed for a change instead of the other way around. Well, everybody, that does it. I'm getting long-winded. Don't want to keep you anymore. <laughs> Hope that you enjoyed the show. As I said, let me know what you thought about it. Send me an email, sandman at parareality.com. Go visit the website, www.parareality.com, where you can find out all kinds of things about the show. You can listen to past shows. You can listen to the current show. Uh, the past shows would be from my Live 365 and days and days when I was on WRFN. So there's lots of... Uh, content there that you can can listen to click on the extras tab watch some videos listen to some more interviews join the radio the uh, parareality radio forum which is free shop in the parareality radio store look me up on facebook sandman.parareality you can also listen to the show there as well and find out a little bit more about what's going on in the world of parareality everybody that's it as i have said a couple of times that's it for this evening. I want to thank my special guest once again, Mr. Brett Olam, talking about his new book, Children of the Grays. My next show is going to be available for download on Monday, July the 1st, 2013. So turn on, tune in, and find out. Everyone, I hope that this radio program opens your mind up to new ways of thinking, expands your consciousness, and produces a change in the way that you see the world. If you wish to change... You must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. I hope you have a wonderful evening, and I'll see you again next month. I'm going to leave you with my new fetish, my new favorite group. This is Clary Brown and the Bangin' Rackets with...
Vicious Cycle off of their latest CD, Baby Called the Bus. Everybody have a good evening, and I'll see you next week. Pick me So you better be tough.